excited. This is the fourth message in the series, Getting Past Your Past. This is our last week today, and uh, we're going to jump into this. It's, uh, it's been a, a message that I'm, I'm sure has been for you, if you're doing any of what we've been talking about, it's bringing healing. But sometimes, you know, doing some of those things is kind of tough because, you know, you have to face that and have to, you know, if you haven't done that, you've got to, you've got to kind of deal with some of that because you want to move forward. And so this one is, is encouraging, at least uh, to me, and I think it'll be as well to you. But how many would admit sometime or another, uh, you've done something you wish you wouldn't have done? Okay, we could all say that. How many would say uh, in the, at your house for your morning to get and for the world to start spinning in the correct fashion and at the right speed, coffee has to be made? Okay, okay, for, for the, those that don't, yeah, Ron, settle him down, strap him or something. Coffee! Uh, he's back there. Ron's middle name is Starbucks or something, I'm not sure. Ron, Starbucks. Okay, uh, how about milk? Any milk drinkers in the house? Uh, how many like whole milk? 2%, 1%, skim milk, chocolate milk. Who has a cow? <laughs> This is no kidding. Gibby in the back. We went to a men's breakfast. He said, I'll have milk, please. Remember when you were a kid and you went to school and they gave you milk in the little cartons? They were giving him milk in the little cartons. Pretty soon I couldn't see anybody beside me because he had milk cartons stacked everywhere. I'm like, dear Lord, get the boy a cow. I mean, he's, you want another milk? It was just, uh, anyway, so, anyway. Whatever, how many of, the reason you said, Brett, what are you saying that? Have you ever been somewhere and the item, the one item that you're looking for, you went to the store, let's just say it's milk. You, there in, and in Marion, if it starts to spit snow, or Jim Ganahl has said, hey, it's going to get cold, you need to go to the store, it is like, okay, the apocalypse or something's happened. Somebody's been through the store, taken all the bread and the milk. You see one carton of whatever kind of milk you want. You eyeball it, and somebody else over there is looking at the same thing. It's almost like Black Friday. You run for the milk. They get there first, and you are ticked. Okay? Well, you know, because of that happens, there's going to be a test. Guess who will be in line in front of you? The milkman. Or whoever, whatever item you want. And they're in front of you, and they're in the item 15 items or less. And you look in their cart, and they have way more than 15 items. Let's say they have 16. And you begin to count them out loud. One, two. You have 16 items. This is 15 or less. Give me the milk, and this doesn't have to get ugly. There will be a test. So you do some things sometimes you wish, like I wish I would have handled it different. Uh, you know, I, I told you stories of me throwing the car in reverse, chasing a teenager on a bike because they told me to peel the banana. You know what I mean? I didn't like that. And we would have made the news. So it's <laughs> a good thing I probably didn't catch him. If we could rewind something we said or did, we would. Uh, for many of us, it's really difficult, though, to get past our past, something that we said or something that we did. God has forgiven us, but we're having a difficult time forgiving ourselves. It's, it's, we record that, we rewind it, we play it over and over again of, of just the shame that we've caused either ourselves or something that we wish we wouldn't have done. Um, the enemy will remind you of your past mistakes as much as you will allow him to. 
I'm going to say that one more time. He'll remind you of your past as much as you will allow him to. He will rewind that movie in your mind over and over again. And even if you are not the one that did the deed, he will remind you of what happened in the deed so that you will be hurt over and over and over again. So some people may be listening to me today, and it's, maybe it's a reoccurring sin. You ask for forgiveness, but you just haven't given it to God, and you can't seem to get over it. And you, I'm never going to do that again, and two weeks later, I'm never going to do that again, and two weeks later, I'm never going to do that again. Maybe it's somebody that you love said something to you or you said something to them or, you know, something like that. And you, in the heat of the moment, you said something and you really didn't mean it, but you were just wanted to make them hurt because you were hurting. And you can't unsay it. It Took you 10 seconds to spit it out and 10 years later, it is still remembered. Some are just bad decisions that we've made. And you're just wanting to get past them. We did this in the, in the past. We screwed this up in the past. I wish we would have decided and did this different in the past. I wish we would have done this and not done that. I wish, I wish we would have handled this different. I wish we would have saved. I wish we would have not, uh, you know, done this and this and that, whatever the case is. Some people are, are divorced and, and they, the enemy will beat them up and want them to go back and say, you, you could have done different. You could have tried harder. You didn't have to be that. But all the while before that happened was pushing you to get divorced. And so he'll burn you up at both ends. Maybe there's some that look at their own kids and say, if I'd only been a better parent, they wouldn't have turned out this way. The enemy is good at putting you on a guilt trip. Psalm 38.4 says, from my iniquities and the niv says guilt for my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden they're too heavy for me you might be sitting here this morning and say pb i i've got a want to and you know what a want to is a want to is to do something good or something significant to make a change or something that would just your children would rise and call you blessed or your life would feel like you had meaning and you could get past what you keep viewing yourself as But right now, you just seem to be at a standstill. Listen to what I'm going to tell you this morning. I tell you what, I sure feel the anointing of God up here. My goodness. Listen to this. Every saint of God that he has ever used, every saint of God that he has ever used has a past. Every saint of God that he has ever used has a past. You realize that the the person that wrote most of the New Testament killed Christians because he thought he was doing what was right. Are you listening? Every saint of God he's ever used has a past. Every sinner has a future. Every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. Say amen to that. Because that's us. It's only by the power of God that we have overcome uh, the past. It's by the power of God that we can have a future. It's by God and his grace. That includes you and me. Through Christ, he wants to help us overcome our past. Now, I... uh, I, uh, I've always been an athlete. I've done a lot of sports. I was, football was my thing. I was good at football and karate. Those two sports were probably my top two sports. I played Little League Baseball. Uh, I wrestled. I did start, believe it or not, this body started first string basketball in middle school. And, uh, and I was a guard. And, you know, I did something in middle school that, here goes our carpet again. There we go. Did something in middle school. Uh, it was right at the end of a game, and they passed the ball, 
and it, it was like three, two, and I made this half-court shot. Bingo. In, and like, Gleese, yeah! Everybody, I was the hero, man. I was like, yes, I just felt like I was on cloud nine. The very next game, I, we went in, first play of the game, they bounced the ball to me, I hit half-court and shot it. Didn't even come close to the rim. Air ball. The very next sound I heard was, which meant substitution. Guess who they were substituting? Moi. The coach said, sit down there. What are you doing? It worked last time. If I could relive that moment, I'm thinking, why would I do that? I'd love to go back and, and do it different. But, I mean, I spent that whole game i didn't play that much that game because the coach is like Ugh. and you know I'm, i wasn't an all-star basketball player don't get me wrong but i mean then kids at school remembered that shot isn't that fun how people remember all the flubs you make but uh, i was soon not remembered for the one winning shot you know that kind of they kind of i mean it was it, i had to live through that failure it's not the worst thing i'd ever done if that was, that would be great, but it wasn't. Life is full of challenges. There's, in life, you're going to have maybe some epic fails in your mind. Sometimes to you, they may be epic. To someone else, they'd be like, that's nothing. You know, at that time in sixth grade or seventh grade, whatever grade that was, that was epic to me. Somebody that I might be telling that story to would be like, pish posh, that's nothing. They'd be like, that's not even bad. That's, you know, okay, so you, you shot and you missed. People shoot from three feet out and miss. Okay, I get it. Can I get a witness? Some are gripped by your past. You can't go forward because you're stuck in the mud. My point is, if I never went back out there after that, if I never went back and played, you know that old saying, if you, know, if you fall off, you get back up on it again. You, you ride that horse again. You get on the bike again. You got to get back up. Well, Brett, I'm afraid. Life is full of that kind of stuff, of challenges. But you got to say, you know what? I'm not defined by that. How do we get past our past? Have you ever done this? I mean, Marion is kind of a, a town that is, uh, before I even go forward, is, it seems to be when we came back is stuck. Back in, I don't know what the year is, but they still live in the year of the mullet. <clears throat> Well, I mean, is that a business up front, party in the back, you know. <laughs> That's what that was, the mall. But, you know, it's just kind of like we, we want to go forward, and this is what we're dealing with. We, we, we have a dream. Sometimes we dream, boy, if the coach would have just put me in it, I would have changed everything. I would have won the game. We all have dreams of catching that touchdown pass or hitting that point at the buzzer or or whatever it is whether guy or girl running the track or whatever you're doing you can envision like boy if i would have been in i know i could have made a difference how do we get past our past i'm going to give you three ways this morning if you're taking notes that we can help do that here's number one your biggest sins are not too big for god's grace your biggest sins are not too big for god's grace if I find out anything since I've been saved, it's this. So many people live by being consumed with guilt. And you need to hear me. Guilt is not from God and never has been. Guilt paralyzes action. If we start thinking 
guilt. We'll never get over this. I'll never make it. I'm just trash. Da, 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 da. I'll never get past this. I'll never conquer this. Why even try? I had somebody tell me, not just one person, more people told me, you know what? You ever heard that phrase, just wait till the other shoe drops? So they just said, here, it's easiest. I just don't do anything. That way I don't get surprised. What a terrible way to live your life. I mean, you got to start saying, you know, Kim and I have just talked about, we want to live. We want to live life. We want to be at excited. I want you guys to go, you know what? This is going to sound kind of, I want you to go, if I can help you with anything, I want to, I might not do everything right. I might not do everything the best that I can, but I want you to look at least and go, you know what? That man loves God and he loves life. And I want to love life like that. You see, but guilt breeds self-hatred. The more we stew in it, the more we loathe ourselves. The more we think about what we did or what we didn't do or what we could have done or how many mistakes we've made, then the more we sit there and we have a pity party. Can I tell you, nobody's coming to your pity party. There won't be any cake. The Bible talks about something besides guilt. It talks about conviction. Conviction will change your life in a positive way. Say amen to that. Listen to me. Conviction is different from condemnation. Condemnation is this. You know, you're such a loser. Who do you think you are? You'll never make anything. Why would God use? That's condemnation and guilt. Conviction is, you know what? Brett, I expected better from you. You know, mark that because you're not like that. You can do better than that. Make amends of that. Make that right. And I'll help you with that. Let's do better. Come on, you can do that. You know, this is wrong. Don't do that anymore. See how you feel? Let's do something different. Conviction is totally different than condemnation. 1 John 1, 9 says this. I love this scripture. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I just, I'm going to bring out something and I want you to tell me what it is. Oh, everybody knows it. That's just how many had one of these when you were growing up? You know what the cool thing about an Etch-a-Sketch is? You can, now if I was Buddy the Elf, <laughs> you know, you can do stuff on here. You can try to write your name. You can try to draw pictures, which I cannot do very well. But I do know there are people that can do these things extremely well. But the cool thing about an Etch-a-Sketch, you know, like what happens when you make a mistake? You just erase it. You, you know, you can sit here and try. Have you ever spent hours doing something and then go, oh, you know, I, I tried to cross stitch with Kim. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just saying, I just anything I can do to be close to this woman, I'm going to do. So she liked to cross stitch. So I said, I'm going to cross stitch. So she helped me pick out a thing and I did it. And for like three hours, I was Betsy Ross. And I had to change colors. And I said, Kim, I can't put this color in this wherever this is saying. She said, because you started in the wrong place. So for three hours, I did it wrong. And she goes, you have to take the whole thing out. I said, I ain't cross-stitching no more. <laughs> Don't you wish life was like this? Even if you spent hours, I mean, in just a second, it's gone. If I wanted to get it back... I can't. If it was a mistake and it wants to haunt me and I could say, hey, see this, you can't find it because once it's gone, guess what? It's gone. It's over. And that's what God does for us. 
You know, this, this is an iPad for those in Arkansas. I'm just saying. <laughs> Got me an iPad. Wasn't near as expensive as what. I'm sorry. If you're from Arkansas, it's from Alabama. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> so, I mean, let me ask you a question. What's on your Etch-A-Sketch? Is it hurt? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? Are you feeling betrayed? Loyalty, unfaithfulness, or lying, jealous, envious, covetousness? The Bible says he can forgive that, all of that stuff. But not just that he forgives that. Look at, at this. Look at Jeremiah 31, 34. I'm really going to focus on the, the latter part of this verse, but no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying know the lord for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them says the lord here's what i want you to focus on for i will forgive their iniquity the niv says wickedness and their sin check this out and i will remember no more so god makes a choice he chooses his will to remember your sins no more it doesn't you know i'm just saying we, the Bible talks about putting me in the sea of forgetfulness. This isn't that God doesn't know what you've done. What he's saying is he chooses to remember that not ever again. The enemy is very good to bring back up everything you've done wrong. But God chooses to say, I will remember them no more. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, Skippy, you might make it after all. <laughs> Here's number two. <laughs> yeah. Just hang with me here. You are not what you have done. You are who God says you are. Listen to what I just said. You are not what you have done. You are who God says you are. What you have done doesn't define you. Your identity isn't in it. It's what God says you are. That's your defining definition. So you might have made mistakes. Everybody has. Everybody has a past. That's not what defines you. Now, can I say you can choose to let your past define you, I suppose. But it isn't the necessary defining. It is God that defines you if you choose God. Satan will try hard to get us to personalize our sin, things that we have done. You get our mindset to think that's who we are and that defines us. That's, it's what's in the book. It's what's in the Bible that defines us. The Bible says this. Now check this out. I'm just telling you, this ought to get you excited. If, if you're asleep, you ought to nudge your neighbor and say, you better wake up because he's going to get you excited now. It says, I'm adopted into the family of God. The Bible says, I'm blessed when I come in. I'm blessed when I go out. It says, I'm more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. It says, I walk in favor. I am free because Jesus died to set me free. The Bible says that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. That is what is true about me. That's who I am. God is what defines me. His word is, is what defines me. The same thing is true about you. If you know him... You know him as Savior, and you can apply these truths. It's not what you have done that doesn't define you, and your sin isn't too big for God to forgive. There's nothing you've done that God cannot take away that he can't forgive you and you can't move forward. Here's number three. <coughs> you can't change your past, but Christ can change your future. You cannot change your past, but Christ can change your future. You ever move and lose something that you and you've looked for it everywhere or just maybe lose something in your house and you can't find it or your kids lose a favorite toy my kids growing up they had favorite stuffed animals they had favorite blankies um 
sometimes you just can't find it. Sometimes you just have to go, well, it's gone. You know, you just have to say it's gone. I remember Mal lost a stuffed animal one time, and we couldn't, we searched everywhere, and we think it got given away by mistake in a bag to Goodwill or something. I don't know if we ever found it. And we had to finally tell her, honey, it's, it's gone. It's almost like losing a pet or something, you know. Just, oh, no. You know, um, and just keep your prayers for Mal. She had all four wisdom teeth cut out Wednesday. And uh, so she is healing, and she's doing well, though. So she'll be back with us soon. But great job, praise team, Hope and Furman. Wonderful. But you have to accept, you know, sometimes when stuff happens, you just got to, you know, if you can't get it back, you just can't get it back. Your past is gone. If you go up... Sometimes I have people, you ever run into people, all they want to talk about is the good old days. Well, I remember back in the good old days. Can I tell you what? I'm believing this. My best days are still ahead of me. I'm telling you the best is yet to come. The good old days, I might have had some good times, but there's some not so good back there. I want to learn, come on somebody, from the stuff I did wrong. God, help me get to the stuff I can do right so I don't make that same stupid mistake ever again. I'm ready for best times. I'm ready for good times. I'm ready for times in the future that will just blow my stinking mind. Hmm. <laughs> You can't get your past back. It's not coming back. You can't change it. You can't go in reverse and change it. This isn't a movie. You can't jump back to the future. You can't be Marty McFly. If you could, I think we probably all would and go change some stuff. But your mess-ups can't be changed. It's just in the past, period. It's done. It's forgiven. It's over. You can't go back. Put them under the blood. Get them under the covenant of Jesus. Apply what he did on the cross. There's a lot of stuff. There's people that did a lot of stuff when they were younger and go, I can't change it. I've, I've counseled people for years and we had people say, you know what, I, I had an abortion. I, what am I going to do? You can't change that. I'm going to believe with you that that baby is in heaven. You can't change it. You have to go forward. But it's not unforgivable. I say it's not unforgivable. You can't go back. You must say, all right, God, help me. I believe... The power of Christ can help you move forward and he can change your future. Remember this, every single saint that God has used has a past and every sinner has a future. That's you and me through the power of the risen Christ. The enemy will try to remind you of your past. You remind him of his future. The enemy is good at reminding you of the past, amen? I mean, I hate to say amen to that, but you know he's good about reminding the past. I'll probably do this wrong, but you know, this is the enemy. The enemy wants to tell you all the things that you did wrong. And and if I could put it into any kind of vernacular today, he would say, watch me whip, watch me nay nay. I don't know how to do that. I don't know what they do with that. But I'm telling you, you know what? God wants to MC hammer. You can't touch this. That's, That's what he wants. I'm just saying we got to get to the place where we're letting God be God in our lives and we let the enemy say, you know what? I'm going to give you five, but it's on this end of my foot and you can just get out of my life. And when we get transformed by the renewing of our minds, by when we give our hearts to Christ and we start giving our minds as well and we transform them by the power of Jesus, by that and things start changing it doesn't take long for people to say that's not the same bread anymore that's not the same bread anymore and the enemy will say oh watch me whip 
Watch me nay nay. And Brett's going to be... We're going to get back to the point where God is God in our lives. And everybody will know. I don't know what's going on, but I just know that that dude loves God. Greater is he that's in me than he that lives in the world. Say amen to the Lord. You can't change what's happened. It's gone. It's over. All things are possible to him that believes. You guys are leaving here. We watched our pastor dance. And he's not very good. Give it to God, it's in the past. I'm just saying. <laughs> Philippians 3, 12 through 15 says this. Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of what for which Christ Jesus has already laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Now listen, that's forgetting the past. And reaching forward to those things which are ahead. That's the future. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. I'm just telling you, you might have a past, but God's got a better future for you. We pastored a church on the east side of Columbus. And one of the guys I had on my board a long time ago, before I ever knew him, he was just, he's a, I'm telling you what, he's just, he was a big black man. And he was a drug dealer. His wife was saved. She came to the church and she would pray. Every time we had a prayer meeting, would you pray for Mike? Pray that God, you know, that Mike accepts God. Pray, 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 pray. And so Mike was doing all this stuff. And during my tenure there, guess who came to the Lord? Mike. And I'm telling you, this guy was just a, he's just a big man. Not, I mean, just like, he's like a rhino, kind of. I mean, he was just like, hmm. I mean, matter of fact, I had to have somebody in my office. I needed a witness. I just said, Mike, would you come and be my witness? I called him Magic. Would you come and be my witness? And he said, well, what do you want me to do? I said, just stand there. He said, okay. I said, all right. Because he's just intimidating. He just stands there. Well, I don't know. He might have did that. I don't know. But he just stood there. And he said, what else do I got to do? I said, if this, this guy would ever come across the desk at me. He goes, yeah. I said, stop him. Okay. <laughs> That's all I had to say. I'm just saying, so Brett, why are you telling me this? What I'm telling you is this used to be a drug dealer. He didn't care how old. He didn't care if you were, you know, if you were selling it to kids or whatever. He didn't care. He just wanted money. He found Jesus. God changed his whole life, put his family back together. He was one of my board members. He was a totally transformed individual. The enemy would try to remind him of his past. He grabbed on to what I'm telling you today. He'd remind the enemy of his future. Listen to this. In the Greek, forgetting your past means to do it on purpose, to willfully neglect, leave behind intentionally, to banish from thought, to disregard on purpose, to cease remembering. See, some of us have been an easy target for the enemy, and he's haunted us because we have allowed him to. With past feelings, past hurts, past guilt, we dwell on that. We must willfully neglect. We must purposefully say, I'm not, uh-uh. I, I cannot. I have to do this on purpose. You decide what your brain thinks about. Let's say it one more time. You decide what takes space in your brain, what your brain thinks about. You decide. You receive forgiveness Jesus offers. The blood works or it doesn't, my friends. You start saying, okay, God, because the enemy will always have you look back. 
God will always have you look forward because he's already erased your back. Does that make sense? To one of you. Does that make sense? I can't go on unless we understand that the blood really works. When you get forgiveness, you really get forgiveness. Jesus forgives. And he chooses to remember them no more. Your biggest sins are not bigger than God's grace. Secondly, you're not what you've done. You are who God says you are. And number three, you can't change your past, but Christ can change your future. All of those things, as simple as they are, how many would say this morning, I'm going to have my wife come to the keyboard, how many would say this morning, I need to give some of that stuff to Christ. Have you ever been or still being haunted, tormented? You have to keep busy because you ever have a toothache? Anybody? You find out in your toothache, I'm doing this because that way I get out of the headlights. I can see you a little better now. If you have a toothache and when you lay down at night, when you're busy, you don't notice it as much or, or you hurt your finger and you're laying down and then all of a sudden you feel this, you're like, ah, because everything gets quiet. Some of us live our life that way. We just stay busy because there's too much guilt. I'm just telling you, you don't have to live that way. You can actually stop and smell the roses, so to speak. You can actually move forward knowing that God is taking care of your past. doesn't mean that you don't have things that you have to do or things that you need to do or, or truth or all of that. That's not what I'm saying. This isn't a you know, get out of jail free. This is basically saying, God, you help me. If you're with me today and you're here and you would admit this, you know, Lord, I, I want to be going forward. I have a good future in you. And I've let my past haunt me too much. I want to be free from my past. Would you just put your hand up? You can put it right back down. Yep, yep, me too, me too. I'm with you. Let's everybody bow your heads and close your eyes. Perhaps this morning, you know, you were one that raised your hand and you were saying the same thing or thinking the same thing I've been talking about. The way to get past your past is put Jesus in your presence so that you have a future. And maybe you really haven't done that. Maybe you've done most every area, but this area in the closet or this hidden area, whatever that is, You need to get light in there so that you can go forward. You need Jesus to be Lord of everything so that you can get past your past. If you want to accept the Lord today or recommit your life to him, I promise I won't embarrass you. I just want to lead you in a prayer. Just put your hand up and put it right back down and we'll pray with you. Yeah. Anybody else? Yes. 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 Let's say this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I need you. It is your blood that will forgive my past. Come into my heart. I believe you died for me to give me a future. So today, in this present time, I receive you for all of my future. 
Thanks for being my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <laughs> Can you give the Lord just a big hand clap? Amen.